From Boston, this is Next Disruption. Over the last month, we began an investigation into the actions and disappearance of our reporter, Julia Milburn. An investigation that was supposed to be a frank appraisal of the failures of our own reporting and has now become something very different. Recently, one of our reporters, Rebecca Fox, was contacted by Gabe Hartman, who said he had located Julia. A tip that, I'm happy to say, helped us find her. She's safe and sound and back in contact with her family. But in the process of following up with Gabe, Rebecca was also first on the scene for the events in San Aglo you've no doubt heard about by now. Before we begin, I should say that everything you're about to hear has been vetted by our staff here at Next Disruption. It is all, as far as the best fact-checkers in journalism can tell, the truth. But for now, I turn it over to our reporter, Rebecca. San Aglo lies about two hours southeast of L.A., near the borders of both Arizona and Mexico. Like a lot of towns in Southern California, it's half small town, half distant extension of Los Angeles. It has a population of 36,000, a mall, and the sixth oldest city hall in Southern California made mostly of stone. Since Gabe only told me the town's name about 30 minutes before I got on a flight, I learned all of this looking up the town on Wikipedia during my flight to LAX. Like most of you, I'd never heard of San Aglo a week ago. I wasn't sure what to do once I got into town. All Gabe had told me was to come to San Aglo to see Julia. But once I arrived, it was actually Gabe I saw first. Becca, I'm so glad you made it in time. In time for what? Well, that's the $640,000 question, as they used to say. I think it was 64000 Not in the remake. Sure. Uh, who are all these people? Oh, they're all just working on the project with Julia. Where is Julia? You said if I came here, I'd be able to meet with her. She's been in meetings all morning. They've been dragging her in twice a day to yell at her for going off script and dropping that message into your show. No good deed goes unpunished, as they say. Honestly, though, t today's just the big day, so it's hard for anybody to catch her. Maybe give me, like, 30 minutes? That should give you enough time to talk before things get busy around here. There's, like, 60 people in this square. This isn't busy? No, <laughs> this is just prep. Speaking of which, it would really help if you could maybe pitch in while I'm talking to Julia. It's nothing too bad, but we are in a hurry. Just loading up fans and stuff. Is that okay with you? It was okay with me. So I spent about a half hour loading water and granola bars into a van with a lot of very cheerful 20-somethings. When I asked what the supplies were for, they told me it was earthquake prep. But when I asked why they were doing earthquake prep, everybody changed the subject. Many of them were big fans of our last episode. Eventually, Gabe came back and asked me to drive him to a small house across town to see Julia. From the outside, it looked like somebody's grandma's house. It looked like that on the inside, too. All wooden cabinets and furniture and ornate tablecloths. But then, in the living room, I saw Julia sitting and waiting for me. Julia, you're okay? I'm fine. You should sit. That's it. You disappear for two weeks and all I get is you should sit? For now. Because you really should sit, trust me. Why are you looking at your watch? We're in a hurry. 
By the time Gabe found me, it was now or never. Is your recorder on? Yeah, it has been since I got into town. Good. I know this is sudden, but we have a very specific timetable here, Becca. Julia, what's going on? You have to understand. From my point of view, it's not that I haven't seen you in two weeks. It's... We haven't spoken in almost 20 years. So, in your future, we stop working together? You died in the 2030s. Oh. Oh, what happened that I, uh... It's not important. It's a long time from now, and it's not going to happen to you this time if we have anything to say about it. Frankly, it'd just make you paranoid for no reason. Okay. What Gabe told me and your listeners is true. What I'm telling you is true. Time travel is real. By the 2060s, technology develops to the point where it's almost inevitable that someone will invent it. You already said all this in your message. I know, but some of your listeners might not have heard it. Message discipline is important. I was sent back here, and we've spent the last two weeks making as many houses in the city earthquake-proof as we possibly can. Yeah, I helped out with supplies before I came here, so there's, there's going to be an earthquake. Yes, a big one. In addition to the supplies, we've also evacuated any buildings we don't think will survive the quake, and we have teams on standby to rescue anybody who refused to evacuate. You keep saying we. How did you and Gabe convince this many people to volunteer in two weeks? We weren't the ones that convinced them. They all came back with me. Almost 500 people. You're saying there are 500 time travelers in this town right now? Sure. Ask Helen over by the door. You can send multiple people back at once. Yeah, we didn't have the resources for a bigger jump, but theoretically, you can send as many people back as you want if you build a machine big enough to handle them all. Yep, that's the theory. Though we lost about a dozen people who were supposed to get sent back with us. We're still not sure if that was a malfunctioning, or if they just decided to play hooky from the mission once they got back here. You think they could wait a few weeks and earthquake-proof some houses before living them? That's not the mission. The mission is what we ask you all to do next. Which is? Two minutes. I know, Gabe. We want you to elect Victor Torres as the next president of the United States of America. Okay. Who is Victor Torres? Victor Torres, as the world would quickly learn, is a 34-year-old political activist. He graduated from UC Berkeley in 2004, got his law degree from University of Chicago in 2007, and has worked with state and local campaigns ever since, concentrating on the issue of election reform. At least until three weeks ago, when he abruptly quit his job, packed up his things, and drove out to San Aglo, California. And that brings us up to the present. Ready for his future resume? His what? I want to tell you what he did with the rest of his life after 2016. <laughs> What's funny? You can't have someone run for president from a list of things you're sure he's going to accomplish in the future. Why not? It's not things he's going to do, it's things he's done. Just not from your perspective. Why not when I've got 500 people willing to back me up on it? It's a really impressive list. Because no matter how many people back you up, a future resume is just the ramblings of a crazy person. You have to give me some kind of proof. The proof is coming. I need to get through as much of this as I can before Julia, all of this... I really tried to take your side in this, but you know how crazy this sounds, right? I mean, this is the exact point you make about Gabe. This is why people think you lost it. You can't just tell me all this stuff and then expect me to wig around for you to be proven right. Gabe wanted you to wait years for proof that might not ever show up. Sorry, Gabe. 
No, that's okay. My proof is coming soon. The earthquake. Gabe said two minutes and you keep looking at your watch. More like ten seconds now. I didn't need to give you any proof because the proof is coming... Now. And then there was an earthquake. I shut off my recorder and hurried under a nearby doorframe. Julia insisted I didn't have to, that we were pretty far from the epicenter and the home had been thoroughly earthquake-proofed. She was right, which really shouldn't have been that surprising after she predicted an earthquake down to the second. Once the quake was over, Julia and Gabe rushed off for a few minutes to check on some things and left me alone, but eventually they came back and Julia had me start my recorder again. Well, you'll be happy to hear that nobody died. A few people were hurt. Uh, the most serious was an old woman who wouldn't leave her apartment, but we called an ambulance so they'd be waiting outside her place. Looks like some internal bleeding and a broken rib or two, but she should be fine. Everybody on Twitter thinks it was big enough that a lot of people here just died. Yeah, they're going to think that for a few hours. You were checking Twitter? Yeah. I thought maybe you faked it. Like you had the house set up on some kind of machine that... We didn't. It was an honest-to-God earthquake. If it had been much closer to Los Angeles, it would have been the big one. Yeah, I, I saw that too. And I've been sitting here ever since trying to figure out how you could have rigged this up. You can't. That's why we picked an earthquake. If it were a war or a terrorist attack, people would say we saw the signs or had some private intelligence or something. Hurricanes are actually too unpredictable. Which is bad for proving you're a time traveler. Exactly. So, an earthquake. The only disaster that humans can't affect that's also totally unpredictable. I mean, except for volcanic eruptions, and we don't get a truly dangerous one of those for over a decade. Would you mind saying when exactly this eruption is, is going to... It's in the Pacific Northwest, and don't worry about it, Becca. We have people on it and a lot of time. I guess I'm ready for his resume now. <laughs> I thought you might be. Now, we've got a packet prepared with more detail if you need it, so I'm just going to hit the highlights. 2018, elected to state senate in New Mexico, elected New Mexico Attorney General, 2024, and governor in 2028. Joins the United States Senate in 2036 and successfully runs for president in 2044. As a? Sorry? You just told me he got elected to attorney general, governor, senator, and president, but you didn't say with which party. We'd, we'd rather not say. We don't really think that it's... Julia, I'm not a political reporter, but it would take me about 20 minutes to look up what party he's registered with in New Mexico. As a Democrat, but a lot changes in the next 30 years politically. He's running third party, and we want people to judge him not on his party affiliation, but on his record. <laughs> he doesn't have a record. He's a 34-year-old who's never been elected to anything. Maybe from your point of view, but from mine, he's served two terms as one of the most impressive presidents in modern history. Radically reorganizing the social safety net, negotiating the end of autonomous weapon use worldwide, and... <sighs> Listen... I get why you're skeptical. It would take something pretty extraordinary to get 28-year-old me to vote for a third-party candidate with no political experience. But you have to admit that these are some pretty extraordinary circumstances. Just sit down and talk with him, okay? You want me to interview him? Yeah. We have some other reporters in town, but we wanted you to be the first. We figure, given your unique experience with this story, there'd be less questions about his background or... His future? We're still not totally settled which way we should refer to it. That's why you were in such a hurry before. 
You were giving me a head start on the story? I was trying to. But right now, a dozen other reporters are getting the same explanation for what just happened that you did, so if you want to sit down with Torres, you've got to do it now. When we return, my interview with Julia continues, and I sit down with Victor Torres, 34-year-old third-party candidate, and, according to him, Julia, and a few hundred people in San Aclo, California, two-term president of the United States. This week, as always... Next disruption is brought to you by the Wild Hat Group. New forms of energy that will power a 21st century economy. Advances in machine learning that are helping everywhere from our economy to our own homes. Autonomous vehicles that keep our troops safe. New advances in medicine that can protect us from antibacterial resistant diseases and dangerous new viral mutations. Every day, the Wild Hat Group is anticipating what's next for our world and helping create the technologies that will shape a better tomorrow. The Wild Hat Group, an investment company focused on the future. Come on, sit down. I'm Victor Torres. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm Rebecca Fox. But everybody calls you Becca, right? Do you want coffee or anything? That's all right. Listen, I wanted to say, assuming this all turns out to be how it looks, and I think it will, I'm honored you're granting my show this interview. Well, that was a pretty complicated way of saying thank you. <laughs> uh, it's been a pretty complicated day. I suppose it has at that. So, where should we begin? Well, I guess Mr. Torres, or Mr. President, what should I call you? At this point, I'm just president-elect. Very, very... Very elect. <laughs> Seriously, we decided it's presumptuous to keep all the honorifics when nobody in this time has ever voted for me. Though it's pretty hard for people who worked with me in the White House to break the habit, so you might need to cut them some slack. Anyway, just Victor is fine. Well then, Victor, I guess my first question is, why are you running for president in 2016? Because we need better solutions for our nation's current ills, and my team and I have them. We have specific policy proposals to fix and alleviate income inequality, systemic racism, job training, and a shifting economy, the skyrocketing cost of national defense, you name it. Best of all, these policies are tried and tested. They work because they worked. No offense, but that just sounds like a prepared speech for a political interview. Well, this is a political interview. Okay, but I'm not a political reporter. I'm sure you have a lot of interviews lined up today with people who talk about policy, but it sounds stupid to put it this way, but I talk about time travelers. No, but that's your job. At least it is now. I get it. So what's your question to me as a time traveler? The same question, just from that perspective. Why are you running for president in 2016? From what Julia said, you dig a lot of good in the future and make it a pretty great place. I like to think I made our country better, yes. Then why come back? Isn't that future gone now that you've done this? <sighs> Probably. But look, I don't want to downplay my administration because I'm proud of what we did. But by the 2040s, there were a lot of problems it was simply too late to solve. There wasn't much to be done about climate change. We'd had decades of economic instability from rapid advances in technology, and those advances applied to warfare had already devastated a lot of the world. 
I'd like to think that I made the world a better place, but it was a climate-ravaged world that had been literally decimated by warfare, poverty, and disease. So you came back because you can do a better job than the presidents before you? No, I'm not saying that. One of the first things you learn in the Oval Office is why you shouldn't speak ill of the previous occupants. It's a hard job, and I truly believe the men and women who had it before me did the best they could with the information they had. But with time travel, we don't have to settle for that limited information. Instead, we can have the information you and the rest of your campaign staff will share if America votes for you. Or if they don't. If I'm not elected, I'm not going to pout and take what I know away. This is a one-way trip, and we're dedicated to building a better future. I'll happily advise any president about what's coming, no matter what party they're in. But no amount of advising is ever going to match a president and a staff with almost 50 years of lived experience from the future. You're slipping into prepared political speeches again. <sighs> I can't help it. I'm a politician. <laughs> so, how did this all work logistically? There are people better qualified than me to explain the specifics of how the time machine works at scale. No, I, I didn't mean that. I meant, how does the country even decide they're going to send the president back in time? I can tell you I didn't come up with the original idea. Like Julia said, my administration had accomplished a lot and I was happy with what I'd done. But we'd reached a point where the only way to make real gains for our society was to undo the mistakes of our past. Once the technology was invented for time travel, everyone realized, obviously, that it was a game changer. Here was a chance, finally, to make up for the disastrous events of the 2020s and 30s. But it took a while for people to decide on the best way to make corrections. Eventually, we decided the political route was the best way to influence the future and make sure America didn't repeat the mistakes we had made. Okay, but not everybody could have been happy you were being sent back like this. I mean, somebody hates the president no matter how popular they are. Look, the specifics of how the plan was agreed upon, like all political compromises, are long and boring. The short version is that I was chosen democratically to come back for this purpose, and we then spent a few years working out the logistics of when we'd be coming back and who my team would be. And your team is fine with everything they gave up? Well, that's a tough question. I hope so. And I don't think they'd have come back if they weren't prepared to make that sacrifice. But everyone here gave up essentially their whole lives for this campaign. People gave up families, and I have to hope that what I'm doing here honors those sacrifices. Well, that's Harry to tell us our time is up. <laughs> Sorry we couldn't chat more, but I have a lot of these interviews lined up today. I understand. Thank you for your time. As interesting as it was to talk to Victor Torres, and it was interesting, he wasn't who I'd come here to see. So I decided to head back and talk to Julia. Eventually I found her loading up equipment in the hotel ballroom. Finished with your interview already? Yeah, he said he's got a lot to do today, which is understandable if you guys are telling the truth. What, what are you doing? Now that the crisis is averted here, the campaign is packing up and setting up its permanent offices in New Mexico. What did you think of Victor? Good. He seemed... presidential. Well, there's a pretty simple explanation for that. I know, but it's a bit weird coming from a guy his age. It made it seem like he was holding stuff back. He's not withholding anything, Becca. There's just a lot to tell. It's a busy couple of decades ahead of us. 
Okay, well, I guess I'll book a flight back to the studio. Uh, you know, if you wanted to come with me to the meeting where I explained all this to Bernadette and the staff, that'd probably really help me sound less crazy. What? Becca, I'm not coming back with you. I thought that was obvious by now. I didn't just come back to help Torres announce his campaign. I'm his communications director. Julia, the only reason I came here at all was to investigate what you were doing. Everybody at the show really misses you. I know, and that's really sweet, and I miss them too, but I'll be around again now that we've gone public, just not in the same way, because I'm not the same Julia you guys know anymore. I think even if I did come back now, it'd mostly just be weird for everybody. Here, I wanted to give you this before you left. What, what is this? It's a list of time travelers that we know are active in 2016. There's almost a hundred names in here. Apparently it's been a busy half-century a couple times over already. I, I liked your interview with Dylan, by the way. Wait a minute. I, I don't see him on the list. I thought you were saying Dylan was a time traveler in the message. He is, but he never confessed to it. The message was really just to piss him off and keep him busy while we worked on this. I tried to keep the list of people who I thought would be willing to talk to you. That's why I put her first. Anna Caldwell. Why her? Because Dylan was also sent back as part of a team, and she was in charge of it. So you're just handing me the story of the century before you send me on my way. Time travel is real, Becca. Story of the century, maybe under some. I mean, why are you doing this? I made that list because the more people who believe that this is really happening, the better it is for my candidate. You get it first, though. Consider it a going away present. And an apology for my abrupt resignation from the show. But I'm also handing it to every other news organization who will take it tomorrow, so I'd start lining up interviews fast. While many news organizations consider the events in San Aglo to be a hoax, after talking things over with Rebecca Fox and the rest of the staff here at Next Disruption, it's now the official policy of this program that the explanations you've heard on our program today are true. Time travel is real. We understand that's a controversial claim and as such we'll be devoting all episodes of our show from now on defending that claim for as long as it takes. We'll do that mostly by talking with people from Julia's list, along with any other time travelers, and yes, that is as weird for me to say as it is to hear, we may come across. Next time you'll hear Becca's interview with Anna Caldwell. Please tune in for Next Disruption. You've been listening to Next Disruption. Next Disruption is written by David Daw and produced by Nicole Thayer. The theme music to Next Disruption is Milepost One by Alex Fitch. Additional music this week was provided by Jazzar and Ryan Cross. You can find out more about our music artists in our episode notes. To find out more about the show, visit us at next-disruption.com. And if you liked it, be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. The voice of Bernadette was Allie Gilvison. 
The voice of Rebecca Fox was Nicole Thayer. The voice of Julia was Avigal Milton. And the voice of Victor Torres was Andrew Fernandez. The voice of Gabe Hartman and the voice of the outro has been David Daw. Next time, I'll be somebody else, but I'll still be David because that's how acting works.